So, are you DTFF? Drinking and talking fantasy football with your hosts, Dustin Lunt and Jake Trowbridge. Welcome back to the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. Good evening, friends out there in podcast land in the universe. Happy Tuesday evening. I know I am happy to be here today. Uh, as Jake and I were just talking right before we uh, hit record here, uh, I had a late work meeting that... Uh, butted right up against the podcast here. So I'm glad that's over with. Glad to be talking some football tonight. There's really nothing better, especially this time of year. There's so much going on, so much action happening here that uh, it's really our only football here for the next month until the draft happens. So I'm 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 all here for it. I'm very excited. Uh, but first things first, Jake, how are you doing this evening? I'm here. I'm okay. <laughs> uh, I yeah. I, I'm I'm ready. I'm willing to talk about things related to money and football. <laughs> yeah. So we are doing a little contract talk this evening. Basically, just highlighting maybe some cap situations, free agents that are coming up here uh, with the free agency going to be kicking off in a few days. Um, how this affects our dynasty values moving forward, or even redraft for that matter, uh, who we think's going to sign where, things like that. So uh, that that's what we got on. But um, looks like we want to talk about a little news here, Jake, first. Oh, you damn right. Because as you said, this is the time of year where some movement is happening, mm-hmm. and we actually get to talk about real things. Uh, with free agency and franchise tagging and all of that whatnot. Well, so, no, that 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 was my lead-in for you to say. Tell us about the news. Oh, you wah, gotta be wah. you gotta be direct <laughs> with me. I, I'm not good with the hints so much. <laughs> do I do I get do I got to give you the Wayne's World in five? Yes, four, three. <laughs> if you're not watching on YouTube, you sadly missed the amazing and accurate point that happened. But no, the first big bit of news, Dak Prescott got his damn money. Well, Dak, supposedly. It's not final yet, but it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's basically... It's, it's, it's a basically done deal. Final, yeah. Uh, which is crazy. So Dak Prescott... Uh, man, I didn't think it was going to happen. I, I was starting to get nervous for him. I didn't know that uh, that Jerry Jones would do what I believe to be the right thing, but he did sign, or again, they've agreed to the terms for four years for Dak Prescott uh, for $160 million. Ooh. Yeah, that is... $160. Shit, dude. Yeah. Um, if if only you know Dallas had the foresight to see that this could have happened, and maybe try to sign Dak last year when it wouldn't have cost nearly as much. Uh, but you know that's good for the Cowboys. Good for Dak. Good on Dak. Fourth round pick. Get your payday there, son. That is nice. Uh, 
Um, I just love it for the team. You get the continuity there uh, with that offense, and hopefully they get another year to grow. Um, and we saw how Dak just was lighting it up before he got injured. So I think this is great for uh, all parties involved. Yeah, he, he wanted that Mahomes-ish money. And no, he didn't get a 10-year contract because he also wanted a smaller contract, which is, is a kind of a nice halfway point. So yeah, Dak, Zeke, Amari, basically all of them are now locked up for the same amount of time. So there's speculation that this is kind of a, a four-year window now for them to go out and win a Super Bowl. I don't, I don't know about all that, but uh, it's nice to see another QB get some money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, Chris Godwin got tagged. He's staying in Tampa Bay for one more year. I have a feeling they're going to work out a long-term deal here, and this is more of just a, you know, we're going to tag you for now. We'll work out something long-term. Because uh, the tag for wide receivers is like $18.5 million. Uh, that's, that's a pretty steep tag, uh, price tag there for, for a wide receiver. So I have a feeling they're going to end up working something out long-term for him. What do you think? I don't know. I don't know that they will with Godwin. I, was, I wasn't surprised that they tagged him. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know how long they, they need to keep him around for. Not to be too crass about it, but I mean, and here's just me doubting Tom Brady again, uh, being able to stick around for an extended period. But, you know, their window could be pretty small. Mm-hmm. And I think they just kind of wanted to keep the whole gang together to run it back one more time. So I'll be curious. I won't be surprised if they give him a, a long term deal either. But I'm not I'm not locked into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. And then the Bears tagged Allen Robinson as well. So he's sticking around Chicago and uh, it'll be interesting to see what plays out there. Uh, maybe, maybe this is their move to, to get Russ into Chicago and say, Hey, look, we actually have a number one wide receiver for you. Come, come to us. So maybe, maybe there's a little bit of gamesmanship going on there. I wonder if, if that isn't true, and if they aren't still able to lure somebody, if they don't do a tag and trade mm-hmm. sort of deal with Robinson, I don't mm-hmm. think that's off the table. Um, he could still hypothetically be gone, you know, if, if they don't find an ideal suitor. Mm-hmm. So. Could be, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't trust anything that the Bears do these days, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, and it's not like they're in a great cap situation either uh, spoiler alert um, they are well over the cap right now so um, they've, they've got some work to do so signing him for 18 million dollars yeah that's it's a dicey proposition for them uh, if they want to keep a lot of their their team together so it'll be interesting to see if, if they do a tag and trade like you're saying yeah man I mean I hope for Alan Robinson's sake he just gets a quarterback, however it has to happen that he gets a legitimate quarterback, because it would mm-hmm. be fun to see. We talk about this plenty in the past, but you know he's he's had to put up with some some BS at that position for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's unfortunate because I love the guy, just a great professional, and always just puts out great stats no matter who's throwing the ball to him. So, uh, any other news you want to discuss here, Jake? 
No, I think we hit the the biggins there. We're still waiting on, uh, you know, the hammer to fall on some pretty big names. And I'm sure over the next week or so, we will get that news to come out. Mm -hmm. So we'll have some some uh, more news to talk about in future episodes, I'm sure. Oh, I am sure of it. Uh, So we kind of gloss this over. I shouldn't say gloss it over. We skipped it for some reason. We hit the news first instead of talking about what are we drinking. So uh, I am drinking... Uh, homebrew this evening this is this is my newest pale ale uh, kitchen sink pale ale i just kind of threw together a bunch of stuff and uh, made beer so i'm i'm loving it a cool 5.8 percent cool 5.8 i love the kitchen sink <sighs> mm-hmm. uh moniker i i love your ingenuity you know you can't you can't waste waste not want not that's so. right good on you for doing that mm-hmm. uh, i i didn't i didn't make any because i don't i don't know how to do that so <laughs> i had to buy mine like a sucker but i uh found well actually i didn't even find it to find it the missus did she knows the way to my heart she brought back a dragon's milk mm. white stout mm, that's it tasty. Is, oh that's so good it yeah I don't know why I did a ball cupping motion with my hands there for those of you watching. I'm not sure. I'm just that excited about it. Uh, it's a barrel aged stout. Uh, the white stouts are always so interesting because um, none of them really taste alike. You know, they've got like interesting spices kind of thrown into the mix. It's a six percent or two, so it's not super potent. It's kind of nice. It's a little more drinkable, I guess. Mm-hmm. But God damn, yeah. it's good. Oh, and Dragon's Milk is just so friggin' delicious. Oh, I love that beer. Any any of the iterations, it's so good. So good. So, uh, yeah. Let's move in to our Drunk Trade of the Week. Drunk Trade of the Week. All right, so hit us, Jake. This week's comes from Twitter, at FFBirdGang. That's how you say hello to bird gangs. Um, I, t- FF, I don't know what this I'm in a weird mood, man. Um, the, the trade is actually DK Metcalf, who a lot of people very fond of now. This, this young mm-hmm. man, DK Metcalf. But before he took a snap of NFL football, FF Bird Gang traded him away for Deshaun Jackson. Uh, also old, also didn't play <laughs> because of injury. This was a dynasty league. Uh, he made sure to point that out and said, yeah, I know. I want to die. <laughs> Dustin, is that an appropriate response here? It is. I think that's very appropriate. Uh, you know what? FF Bird Gang. The first thing, the first way to recovery is admitting the mistake. So um, you're, you're admitting you you made a mistake here, which is good. Now you can start to move on and maybe remedy that. But oh yeah, that's that's awful. Uh, that's just awful. You had to be really drunk to make that happen. Uh, like you said, Deshaun Jackson, old, constantly injured. Uh, DK, even if you didn't think he was going to be what he's flashed so far uh i mean you could have gotten way more for that basically you traded dk 
you probably took him in the first round of your rookie draft. Mm-hmm. So you traded uh, a, a first round rookie pick for Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, there's no good way to say that, is there? <laughs> there's not. <laughs> you're trying to go back and like, I mean, maybe, you know, when it was still a hypothetical more than anything. Like, nope. Oh, that's, nope. It's still it's garbage. Still it's still bad. So, um, Bird Gang, I'm sorry. There's just no way to ease this pain. You got screwed. Uh, this is this is up there in bad drunk trades for us. This is this is really bad. <laughs> so uh, I'm sorry for your your pain here and, and and your your sorrows, but at the same time, I'm glad you submitted it to us so that we can uh, talk about it a little bit and maybe <laughs> maybe have some giggles at your expense. <laughs> we uh. Yeah, man. Look, normally try and put some sort of spin on this or like context. I'm like, think back. Remember the time uh, for context, just because uh, DK was the 107 on average for ADP for rookie picks in 2019. Um, so that that still doesn't look good. The only thing that you have to figure is like people were very skeptical about DK because of his three cone drill and he could only do the one thing. And he, so who he was, knew he was even going to turn out to be anything, right? He was still a first round rookie pick. If it was <laughs> a second, fine. if it was a second, he'd be like, okay, I gave up a second for the chance that Deshaun Jackson might play a full season and, and hit on some big weeks for you. Okay. That I could get on board with better than this, but a first round pick. Uh, that's yeah. just bad. Look, it was a homer. It was a homer and a half trade. FF Bird Gang is an Eagles fan. Uh, the profile pick is uh, is of him in an Eagles jersey. Go Birds is right there in the profile. I, I, I've been there. I mean, not to this extent, maybe, but I've definitely been there in the ballpark of just wanting uh, a Packers player just for the sake of it. You know, mm-hmm. Sean Jackson, I guess, is my Randall Cobb. How about that? But would you ever trade uh, a rookie first round pick for Randall Cobb? No. <laughs> Even if you were I'm super, super drunk. Uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that, that sums it up right there. So. That sums but it don't up. dwell, don't dwell. There's always the next trade. And I'm sure that uh, there is plenty of good trades to follow this one. Mm-hmm. How about that? Absolutely. So before we get into our actual contract talk and foresh- foreshadowing, I, I don't know what you want to call it, um, uh, a tease. We call it a tease better. Uh, we, we have an announcement, big announcement here at the end of the episode. So... Uh, That'll be fun. But before we do all that stuff, we'll leave you wanting. Uh, Jake, why don't you uh, tell the folks about our sponsor? Our sponsor this week is Monkey Knife Fight. Go over to monkeyknifefight.com, and if you sign up using our promo code, DTFF, they will match your initial deposit of up to $50. The NFL season is over, but there are plenty of other sports to have fun with and to win money with. So go over to monkeyknifefight.com, pick up some, I don't know, uh, some golf, some some basketball, some lacrosse, whatever sports they have. They literally have them all. Go have fun. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you, Jake. So, contract talk. Money, 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 money. That's right. <laughs> so, I saw that the league reiterated that the salary cap's going to come in at about $180 million this year. Mm-hmm. So, right now, uh, according to Spotrack here, looking at the, the cap trackers, there is, let's see, about nine teams right now that are over the cap in negative cap space. One of them, our beloved Green Bay Packers. Um, so, yeah, you've got the Bucks, the Vikes, Giants, Packers, Falcons, Chiefs, Bears, Eagles, Rams, and Saints. Uh, with the Saints right now being a whopping $55 million over the cap. <laughs> yeah, let that sink in. That can't feel good. <laughs> no. Um, so any of those teams that I, I listed off there, Jake, um, any concerns for any of those teams as far as fielding a team that's going to be competitive this next season? Uh, I don't know about you know, fielding a competitive team necessarily. I don't know that there's any outright concerns because if there's anything that I've learned from the NFL recently, it's that contracts are basically magical. And so is the cap. Space, <laughs> yeah, is, is can be ni- manipulated and massaged any way that it has to be to make things work. And the Saints are one of the prime examples of that always. Yeah, so I want to say like... Are, yeah. I want to say like forty million of that uh, that they're over is like signing bonus for Drew Brees that they just kept pushing down the road. So right. maybe he'll just be like, "I'm going to retire, and you don't have to give me that money." Doubtful, yeah, but I don't, I don't know. know about that. Uh, but I, I, I would say the most concerned, it, I mean, besides the Saints, because I just feel like they're always in this situation. It's the Eagles. If I'm concerned about anybody, I'm concerned about the Eagles because they already were missing some things that needed uh, to happen for them to be a really competitive team. Mm-hmm. And now, like, your skill positions are rough. And that's not always what wins you championships in the true NFL, but it sure helps. <laughs> and so they're going to have to attack it through the draft or find some real cheap options through free agency. I'm probably most concerned. Now, I feel like we're piling on FF Bird Gang here again after the uh, the drunk trade and now this, but it's true. I'm very nervous for them. I don't know what this we stuff is. Uh, you are piling on about the Eagles. <laughs> I did not bring them up. I just want to be clear on this. It's fair. It's fair. Throw, come under the bus with me. Uh, no. I, I need to throw somebody else under those, those wheels. No. But in the other direction... Uh, if we'll focus on the positive here, because that's what we like to do here at, at DTFF. You've got teams that have boatloads, boatloads of cap space. So you've got four teams that essentially have $70 million or more in cap space. So you got the Jags, the Patriots, the Jets, and the Colts are all just crushing it with cap space. So I think we expect all these teams to make some pretty big moves here in free agency. Um, and the crazy thing with the Colts is that $70 million includes Carson Wentz's contract on there too. 
which is crazy. And they already got a pretty stacked roster. So the fact that they can bring in some additional pieces, granted some of that cap will probably be used to lock up some of these younger players that have, you know, might be coming up on expiring contracts or something. So it's all not going to be free agents. But the fact that they are positioned right now to be successful and, and have a good run uh, really just bolds well for them. I could see them. I mean, their defense is already solid. They've got a lot of offensive pieces in place, so they can really go out and get the guys they want, uh, whether it's offense and or defense. I mean, they don't have to pick and choose. They can basically go out and get anyone they want. And uh, if Carson Wentz plays like he did a couple years ago, uh, ooh, you got to like them to to make it at least to the AFC Championship game. Yeah, I. They were so good last year, and nothing against Philip Rivers per se, but he's not my ideal version of uh, I don't know a championship quarterback at this stage in his career. Mm, yes, uh, at where he was last year. I was going to say so, about eight years ago. Yeah, Philip Rivers on that team would have been amazing, but uh, yeah, Philip Rivers now ugh, not so much. <laughs> yeah. So, and I know not everybody's sold on Carson Wentz. Um, I I think behind an improved offensive line, you're going to see a, a better player than you saw certainly last year. And yeah, the the availability that they have. Do we think that they go out and get maybe, I don't know, Zach Ertz to keep Carson Wentz company? It wouldn't surprise me one bit. I mean, at this point, yeah. I it looks like he's probably going to be cut. I would think he's got a pretty good cap number if I'm remembering correctly and i don't have it pulled up so i apologize to all my fans out there that i'm not wholly prepared for this but um yeah i could see them bringing him in i know um hunter henry is not being tagged so he's going to be a free agent so that would be an interesting move there uh bringing him maybe janu he's got all the physical tools we just haven't seen him be featured but he would be another interesting option there uh I don't, I don't think anyone that goes there as far as tight end instantly bolts them up, you know, into the top five, uh, just with all the other weapons they have on that offense. Uh, I can't see Carson focusing on just the one, but uh, would be a solid, solid fantasy option for you, though. Yeah, and, and speaking of Zach Ertz's contract, I did bring it up. He has just over a $12 million cap hit with almost $8 million dead cap. So, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens there. It just felt like it was his last game mm-hmm. the last year. If you saw how he reacted afterwards, Zach Ertz, it didn't seem like he was coming back to Philly. and It felt like he kind of knew that. So, yeah, they definitely have some, some money to play with. So, if we're looking for splash free agent signings, those four teams that you listed have to be at the top just mm-hmm. based on – what they have to work with. The Jags I'm very interested in to see what they do. I mean, it's all all of those teams right at the top. The Jags, definitely. I mean, you got the Patriots. How did I mean, I was gonna ask how did they end up with so much cap space, but uh they've been lowballing their players for years and, and get rid of the high priced guys on their team, so that doesn't surprise me. But it'll be interesting to see what they do with that much cap space. because uh, a lot of their guys on defense should be back this next year, yet a lot of their starters opt out because of COVID. So their defense is still in really good shape. It's 
that offensive side of the ball they need to focus on, which we've already seen they've started doing that with the trade for uh, Trent Williams, uh, shoring up that offensive line, which is already okay. So it'll be interesting to see how they proceed uh, both in the draft and free agency with all this money that they have. And then the Jets, you just got to be happy with um, the new coaching staff that's in. I think there's a lot of expectations. Finally, they've got uh, you know defensive-minded coach, uh, what seems to be a good young offensive mind. Maybe this is the time where they finally turn it around. They still have Darnold there at a very young age. Uh Granted, he's struggled, but they've also been garbage and had Adam Gaze, so you can't really blame it on Darnold a whole lot. But they've also got some interesting pieces on offense and on defense, so it'll be interesting to see if this is the year where they start to take that step forward, make some smart signings in free agency, not just signing guys just to make those splash signings. Uh, And maybe this is where they actually start to turn it around. It has to start somewhere at some time. And what what better time than when you do have all of this flexibility to work with? And yes, the new coaching staff should help drastically. It has to. It has mm-hmm. to. It has to. It has to. So between the draft class, um, where we presume, I don't know. I, I'm still kind of presumptive that they take a, a quarterback. I don't know that Darnold is really what their focus is going to be on. I think I could see him get moved pretty easily. I'm real. I want to circle back to the Patriots here mm-hmm. because they, you talked about it. They, they always lowball everybody. They're not big on splash signings. The biggest one that they've had recently was Cam Newton. And that wasn't even really that splashy because there wasn't a huge market for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is this the year that they finally open up the purse entirely and go diving for, for top tier talent? Like, do we see a splash signing from the Patriots now? I don't know. Um, I would think if they were to try to make any sort of splash signing, it would be one of these wide receivers that's available, considering this is a really good wide receiver free agent class we have coming up. I could see that happening because they really have no one. Uh, they have a lot of a lot of guys, a lot of guys that you want to root for, and you're like, ooh, I like the upside of this guy. But will any of them ever be that alpha number one? No. Could they turn into maybe a solid uh, wide receiver two for your, for like your fantasy squad? Maybe, maybe, but I, I would think they would look towards the wide receiver position if they were to make any sort of splash in free agency. I hope so, man. I don't care if it's like a, a Kenny Galladay or somebody of that caliber, but I do hope that they add somebody. It feels like Bill Belichick has been trying for too long to prove how good of a coach he is and that he doesn't need these mm-hmm. star players to get championships. And I think he's taken it too far, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he's crossed that threshold of, uh, you know, trying to prove too much, maybe. So we'll see uh, as we can get into just a little bit here. There's definitely some good names for wide receivers. Can I throw out a couple of, of options? Go, oh, please and do. This, this would be a fun exercise, I think, here is looking at some of the free agents that are available and maybe with those top four teams, especially, Mm -hmm. or if there's anybody else in there that you think is a a good fit for them. But I'm curious if you can project, you know, maybe where these guys are going to go if you have an inkling uh, ahead of schedule here. So do I talked about what, what do I get if I get these right? 
You get my undying respect. Yeah, who needs that? <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'll, I'll do a shot and you get my undying respect. Yes. Uh, All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we mentioned Galladay, and I think he is the hot topic now with A-Rob being tagged for mm-hmm. now uh, and potentially staying in Chicago. Galladay, does he fit any of the teams that have the, the space that you can think of? I could see him. I I think he's going to end up with the Dolphins. Really? I do. I had seen that thrown about, but I wasn't. It's tough because Devontae Parker is obviously the, the, the alpha there. Is right he? Now. And then Preston Williams. Is well, he? <laughs> I mean, by default. Are you? Don't you say it's Gesicki? No, 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 no. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't think, uh, Parker is, uh, alpha number one wide receiver. Okay. I think he, he got his wide receiver one season, you know, a couple years ago, just because he was the only option basically on that squad, not because he commands that kind of volume when, when the rest of the team is healthy. Fair. Okay. So Miami definitely has, uh, the money to play Mm -hmm. with. And that's good because Galladay is going to command top dollar out of this free agent class, mm-hmm. I, I would think, right? I mean, what, $20 million a year could easily be within his range. I've seen people mm-hmm. say that he could be the top paid wide receiver when this is all said and done. Which um, would be surprising. I mean, not- I agree because he's 28 and we haven't seen like dominant seasons out mm-hmm. of him yet. We've I mean, he's, really he's good very seasons. good. Yeah. yeah. I just, to see him be the, the top paid wide receiver. And I know the market always resets every year. It seems like for, for positions. So it probably wouldn't last too long, but it would still be surprising right. if he got top dollar. Uh, I could, if, if the Patriots were to go out and make a splash, I could see him going there maybe. So they had that number one there, but I, I think the dolphins is probably where I see him end up at. Interesting. I've got them figuring in all cap space uh, when everything's said and done. They're 11th on this list that I'm seeing through Spotrack. Spotrack, Spotrack, doesn't matter, however you pronounce it. You know what the site is. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I could definitely see that. One other interesting landing spot that I, I thought here, I guess interesting is maybe too strong of a word, terrible. It would be the Texans. I think the Texans are going to go get somebody else for wide receivers. I think they have to. I don't know that they bring back Will Fuller, who we can talk about mm-hmm. shortly here, but I can see them going after a guy like Holiday. I can see Not it. There. I just don't like it for um, for anybody. <laughs> uh, Unless they can figure out a way to actually keep Deshaun Watson there and playing and somehow happy, in which case I would change my tune. Right. I just don't see that happening. And I hate to say it. It's, the Houston Texans, they right now they remind me of the Packers back in the early nineties. Uh when when nobody in free agency wanted to come there and, mm. and it was just like a, a wasteland. Uh and, and I mean all it takes is that one signing to like turn it around. You know, like we we ended up signing Reggie White in, in free agency, which which kind of helped turn things around. So uh it's not a death knell for him, but yeah, going to the Texans right now, it's just, especially if Watson leaves or decides to sit out for the season. I mean, that's just, they've got nothing else there and it's just, it would be so bad. 
Very true. I can't disagree with that. So how about Will Fuller? He's up in that top tier of free agents for this uh, this year. Do you think that he would dare go back to Houston? I don't think so, but I'm curious to see where you think he could land. Um, I think if they threw enough money at him, he would. But He needs look, to lock up a, a secure contract with his injury history. Yes. Well, now he's got the the strike against him for the PEDs, too, which doesn't help. Um, I don't know. I could see maybe – I think a good fit would be, like, the Washington football team. Line him up hmm. out on the other side of uh, McLaurin out there, where Fuller can be the, the, the deep guy, the speed guy going down the field, and that would open up McLaurin with more of the – not the short stuff, but more of the underneath routes. So I think that would be a good foot. They need a number two wide receiver there. Um, I could see looking at the list of uh, teams. I don't know. Um, nothing else really jumping out that for teams that have good cap space. I know there's a yeah. lot of teams he's been linked to, but not necessarily uh, with the cap space we're looking at here. Anyone that I see, what do you think? I'm, I, I've thrown this out before, and I think Will Fuller is going to have to sacrifice a little bit of a payday because of those injury concerns and because of the PED thing that you already mentioned. He's going he's gonna to get paid somewhere, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's going to get top dollar based on that. Um, so I think a team that even has a middling cap space situation currently could lock him up. And one team I would love to see him go to is the Browns. I think I'm concerned about OBJ's situation there. I I waver on it so much because I do love OBJ's talent, and I believe that he has a bounce back within him, that that's Mm -hmm. a a capability, that that's a possibility. But I I don't know if it's going to be with the Browns. So, um, look, adding another oft-injured wide receiver may not be priority one for them. But I would love to see him as a deep option for Mayfield Mm -hmm. um, because I think that offense would thrive with a a deep guy like him there. So, Mm -hmm. And one one other one quick that as I was scrolling through the list here, uh, the Lions, they need wide receiver help so bad. And if that's a a guy that um, they could get maybe a little bit cheaper than than one of the top names out there, they they need the help desperately. Well, let's move right down the list to somebody who – is definitely not going to command top dollars, one, because of his age, uh, but two, because he's just not an alpha number one, is Marvin Jones. So he's 31 years old. He ain't going back to Detroit. So where where do we project somebody like Marvin Jones? This is where you can get a little bit further down that list, I think, mm-hmm. for teams with the cap salary, because uh, they don't need a ton. Mm-hmm. Any good destinations that you can see there? The Packers. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to see him. I, I think um, a nice savvy veteran on this team uh, would be great. Uh, and we don't need him to be that speedster like he has been down the field. I think he still has it, but uh, it, it wouldn't be required of him. And all he does is catches touchdowns every year, uh, at least nine uh, every single season. So it'd be nice to have him. Although I could see him again. I don't think he's going to re-sign with Detroit with just the rebuild that they're in now and obviously trying to get younger. Um, like you said, me, I don't know. I was going to say the Browns, but I don't think so. Maybe the Ravens, they could use a wide receiver. Um, yeah. The Dolphins, maybe. 
I mean, a lot of the same teams we've already mentioned, they're all kind of in that same bucket where they need wide receiver help. Yeah. How about, how about those bucks, right? They, they definitely need more receivers. Oh yeah. Uh, certainly what should be on the top of their (laughs) list. Uh, I, I do think, yeah, like this is the top range of, uh, of free agent available for somebody like the Packers. So I think that's a great call. Um, and there, you know, it has to be a win now team that isn't isn't too worried about the age mm-hmm. of their squad overall. Another great feature about Spotrack, by the way, I do have to point out there is you can actually separate by the average uh, player's age mm-hmm. for the team, which is a wonderful aspect to look at because it it really puts you inside then kind of the uh, the mind of the GM and like where are you in in position to a rebuild. Mm-hmm. You look down the list, and it's not a coincidence that most of those teams that we set up top with all the cap space, they're very young teams. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Jones is interesting. I, I don't know. There's a lot of uh, prospects out there, especially for wide receiver. One guy that I do just want to talk about real quick because it is it's contract day, and the guy who didn't get one, and I think we all saw this coming, but Chris Carson is released to free agency. Mm-hmm. He's going to sow his wild oats elsewhere, as is, and I didn't put this up top because it's a little too depressing, Aaron Jones. Sounds like Aaron Jones is not getting the tag, and he will be free to test the market, too. There's a last-ditch effort that they could still bring him back, but it's I, looking unlikely. Yeah, I agree. I just don't think we have the cap space as the Packers. We as the Packers don't have the cap mm-hmm. space to afford him. He is going to get top dollar. Some One of these teams that has a boatload of money is going to throw top dollar at him. And I don't blame him as coming out of the fourth round. Uh, he's significantly outplayed his contract. So I don't blame him for trying to go somewhere and make as much as he can while he's still young and in his prime. So that that's a little disappointing but not surprising at all. Uh, uh, Chris yep. Carson, though, I'm a little bit surprised with that they're going to let him uh, test out free agency. Uh, Rashad Penny has been injured. Mm-hmm. Um, was he got DJ Dallas was a rookie last year. Didn't really show a whole lot. I mean, just all the running backs tend to get injured on that team. Which is so, probably why they let him go. If, if I'm being honest, you know, because Carson was in the same boat where he was always great when healthy. Mm-hmm. But also Pete Carroll and that crew, they just never really leaned on like a star running back. You know, since Arshon Lynch left town, it's it's not really been their M.O. Mm-hmm. So I'm not super surprised by it. I was kind of expecting it. Uh, so let's let's say you're a team with all this cap space. Mm hmm. Would you invest in running back at a higher dollar value, which I think we can both agree, even as homers, this is objective. It's Aaron Jones mm-hmm. that has to command more of a, a salary than Chris Carson does. Mm-hmm. If you are one of these teams with all this cap space, do you go after an Aaron Jones or do you save that money, maybe take the slightly cheaper option in Chris Carson and spend that money elsewhere? Well... Fun fact, they're both 27 years old. Mm. So so you can't say, oh, Aaron Jones is a year younger. Uh, they're, they're both 27, so same age. But if I were to spend money on a guy, I would probably go for the guy that's been injured less. 
and has frankly produced better with Aaron Jones. Uh, and granted, he had Rodgers and that offense around him, but you don't show out that well if you're not that talented. Yeah. There's a reason why Aaron Jones was the number one player or running back on that team, and it wasn't Jamal Williams or any of the other running backs that that were brought in. It's because he is obviously the the more talented running back. So I would I would go for Aaron Jones personally, but completely unbiased. Again. Yeah, completely unbiased. Um, no, I love Chris Carson. He's one of my guys. Uh, I've had him on plenty of my rosters because I think he's always undervalued in the fantasy community. But I think, sure. like you're saying, you can get the discount, though, on Chris Carson because of the injury history. And like you said, when he's been healthy, he's showing that he can do it, and he's a very productive player. It's just in Seattle, they never gave him that bell cow workload, but maybe it's because he's a little bit more, you know, quote unquote, injury prone. Uh, and right. So it's an interesting thing. I could see him going, Chris Carson, going to a team. Um, oh, you know, it'd be interesting to see him go to the Patriots. I know they've got a mm. lot of running backs there, but he seems to fit right. that mold. Um, maybe a team like the Steelers, um, since James Connor's not returning, they can use a running back. Um, the if Falcons. They, decide they want to run the ball. True. The Falcons. And I know they're way over the cap right now, but uh, that could be an option. They're in desperate need of a running back. So he's he's got some options. He'll obviously be signed somewhere. Uh, so, yeah. I just wonder with this, you know, that's why I asked, because with the market being what it is and with the cap situation being such a minefield this year, the the perceived market value of those two players is so different. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder how teams are going to approach that. Because Aaron Jones literally has a perceived Two times amount as a market value. Like, mm-hmm. I, I've, again, this is all straight from Spotrack, and I, I do trust these evaluations. Um, Aaron Jones' perceived market value is $14.6 million, which is a lot That's a for lot. a running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Carson, though, is more about what we've seen, which is in the uh, $7 million range. That, that's pretty typical mm-hmm. for for most free agent running backs, especially anybody who's over like twenty five. Mm-hmm. Basically, that's kind of the going rate. So, I, I'm very curious to see how these teams approach that with constructing their team. I think neither one of these guys deserves to go to the Jets. That's what I say. Just please don't put either of them on the Jets because uh, it, it's not going to be pretty. More than likely, mm-hmm. um, yeah. even though they are switching coaching staffs. So one team I missed when I was talking about Chris Carson, which could be interesting, is the Broncos. Because mm. you don't know what's going to happen with Melvin Gordon yet. He could uh, get suspended for a while with the the Dewey, and that's kind of outstanding with the, the league's you know uh, policies out there. So that could be interesting there. And you know, in Denver, they don't like to give one person the ball necessarily. So could be a split backfield there, but I think that system would fit well for Chris Carson and with, with that offense and the other weapons they have there. I like it. Yay. 
<laughs> we agreed. We agreed on somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is the t- this is the stuff I try to think about early in the off season, preferably even before now. You know, before mm-hmm. all the free agency stuff starts to happen, I- I've really tried to be better about going to spot track and just looking through all this stuff because you you have to start projecting a little bit forward for the team's own situation. So like, who can they afford to sign? Who can they absolutely not? What's the position that's least likely to be affected based on all of that? And once you do that, I don't know, is there anything that you look for in particular when you're like trying to trade for four players to trade players away, for example, how much of this stuff do you take into consideration? If, if any of it, um, I'll use some of it when I'm trying to make trades uh, especially if it's a guy I really want to try to buy low on, you know, I'll use some of that information like, Oh, you know, we don't know where he's going to be ending up or, you know, or say free agency just started. Oh, he signed, you know, with a team and it looks like he's going to be, if it's a running back, it looks like he's going to have a shared backfield. You know, it's, you know, you're not going to get any better value than this from, you know, any other teams in the league or, you know, stuff like that. So uh, I'll use it, but, um, Basically, though, the talent, more often than not, unless you're a team that's coached by Adam Gaze, will rise to the top uh, regardless of situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Allen Robinson is a perfect example. Uh, He has had terrible quarterback play for his entire career, but somehow still puts up wide receiver one seasons every single year. So sometimes the talent just trumps situation and... You know, so I, it, I I definitely use it. It's another tool in the toolbox, so to speak, uh, of of information you use to create your vision of what you want your team to be and how you want to construct it. But I don't think it's one of those things that you have to focus on necessarily. It's 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 definitely more of an advanced fantasy football option there for you. Um, Mm-hmm. depends how in the weeds you want to get. But yeah, I definitely take a look at it, especially when, you know, this time of year, maybe more like a month ago, if I'm trying to make trades, looking at the teams that I know are in bad cap situations and right. try to trade for those players knowing, okay, this guy is going to get a, like Aaron Jones is a great example. We know that the Packers most likely will not be resigning them. So maybe that's a guy that if I truly believe in long-term, I'll, I'll send out an offer saying like, look, you don't know where this guy's going to end up next season. He could end up, you know, on the jets with with a terrible offensive line, you know, and, and, and yeah. maybe try to get a little bit of extra value out of that. Uh, as opposed to say, he goes to a team that is say he resigns with the Packers for some reason instantly his values right up where it was and there's no way you can get a discount on them. So uh, that's, that's how I like to approach it is more about a month ago when, when people really aren't looking at the free agency quite yet, where right now it's everyone's so hyper-focused on it that uh, it's, it's hard to get anything by anyone at this point, unless they're either totally new to dynasty or, totally new to dynasty (laughs) (laughs) well to that end if you are listening to this and you are new to dynasty i think it's important to make yourself at least somewhat familiar with this stuff so that you Mm -hmm. aren't the person who gets taken advantage of in these respects 
Uh, and, and yeah, some of it's pretty common knowledge. Some of it, I think there's, there's still a little bit of an edge to be had because quite frankly, not everybody wants to put in the time to have to go through mm-hmm. all this stuff. You know, I, I certainly didn't and sometimes still don't <laughs> when I'm sending <laughs> trades. There's a limit to how much mental capacity I'm willing to invest in all this. But I do look at, I think the two big things for me is just, number one, how much cap space does the team actually have? Is it significant or is it, well, is it significant in either direction? Mm-hmm. In that they have a ton of it or they have absolutely none of it. And I think that's more important, honestly, for the kind of fringe guys than it is for the stars. I think that's, you know, because these are the teams where you're looking at like a a wide receiver two on a particular team. And you go, well, are they going to end up with a good situation next year? Well, let's go look at the cap space. Oh, oh man, they have, you know, they're one of these bottom 10 teams. They have nothing to work with. Well, then the likelihood of them adding one of these top tier free agents, it's not really there. Mm -hmm. So they would be safe outside of, say, the rookie draft, of course, where they could still bring in competition. But that's the kind of thing that I want to look at is, well, if they have $70 million in cap space, and this is a wide receiver two slash three-ish on a team, I'm not super confident in them anymore, you Mm -hmm. know, maintaining their role. Uh, A Paris Campbell type. This is where I start to get nervous for those kind of guys because Colts have $70 million in cap space. Paris hasn't proven himself. So, you know, I'm not super confident in guys based on that. And then the other thing is I look at the average age. Uh, I look at the age of the actual player and try and figure out, well, if this is a a win-now team, yeah, sure, I guess somebody could go for Mark Ingram in free agency here who will be cheap, and they can do that. But a young team isn't going to do that, so... You know, you kind of analyze threats almost to your fantasy assets, I think, this way more than anything, at least for me. Mm -hmm. So, Jake, do you have any buy low candidates out there with free agency looming? Any guys you're you're looking at adding to your rosters here that uh, depending on how free agency goes, you might get a good value on them? Yeah, one with today's news, and another player we didn't talk about. I think it's just because we don't like tight ends. Uh, but Hunter Henry is not being tagged by the Chargers. And so a, a lot of folks are going after the the number two tight end there on the depth chart, which is Donald Parham. Mm-hmm. You probably haven't heard too much about him. He used to play in the XFL. Uh, he's a He's one of those very athletic tight ends who everybody gets tricked into, I think, at some point in their life. It's my Kahale Waring type of guy. I was like, oh, the measurables are so good. It doesn't ma- Nothing else matters. Uh, but while everybody else is chasing after him, I'm going after Mike Williams, who will be there this year again. I've never been a huge Mike Williams guy. But with Hunter Henry out of the way, I'm, I'm into it. Uh, I'm into the possibility of him having a super boom year. He's a big dude. He is a big dude. Uh, that that is basically a tight end. So I think you just don't hear much about him, which is the other thing that I try and look at outside of all the cap business. It's like, mm-hmm. well, who's talking about th- this guy? And sometimes you can use Twitter to your advantage that way because you know who the hype train is currently on at every minute of every day. And it's currently not on Mike Williams. So he is my top target right now. Do you have anybody that's that's tickling your your senses here? 
Yeah, I've got a couple guys uh, I'm interested in, and and part of it is seeing where they land, and if I think that's a good fit for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these aren't top tier necessarily your starters on your dynasty roster. If they are, you've probably got more issues than. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> i can't put it in any in a nice way um but this this is more depth building pieces and guys i think could be good bye week fill-ins or injury fill-in um uh-huh. one is keelan cole i'd be interested to see where he lands because um, he has flashed and had some good production so he's someone i'm keeping my eye on to see where he ends up and is he a number two on a team like you were saying before, or is he more of like a wide receiver three on a team? Um, and then Gerald Everett. I know tight ends are not sexy. You cannot let go of Gerald Everett. No, he, here's the thing. He's flashed. He's got good. Um, he's got a good athletic profile. He was just for whatever reason, splitting time with, the other guy there, Higby. I remembered his name, Higby. You don't even want to acknowledge <laughs> Tyler Higby. I love it. I don't. Um, so it's just int- like I said. I'm keeping an eye on him. He might be mm-hmm. someone again that kind of sneaks under the radar. Might be one of those low key sneaky signings that a team has, where he will be the number one tight end on that team, and mm-hmm. could could have some good weeks for you. I don't hate that. I, I truly don't hate that. The other guy that I'm considering going after because nobody is, uh, and I just talked about this on, on Trade Addicts, is the Falcons and Julio Jones. Like, the, you know what you're getting with the Falcons this year. You know absolutely what you're getting. They're mm-hmm. bringing back the exact same crew. This is not a big upheaval. I mean, outside of the running back position, which, uh, okay, whatever. So you, you're just going to slot somebody else in there. I don't even care who it is at this point. They are very low on that cap list mm-hmm. uh, in terms of what they have available to work with. So, again, you know what you're getting, and I know what I'm getting with Julio Jones. I understand the age argument. I get all of that. But you're not worried. If, if you're a Calvin Ridley guy, great. That's fine. You can be a Calvin Ridley guy. I can be a Julio Jones guy, and we can coexist and both and both get top-tier production mm-hmm. out of those two. And we know Hayden Hurst is going to be back there. Mm-hmm. And, and we know Matt Ryan is going to be back there. It's it's a new offensive coordinator, and I understand that. But I think that's only going to increase everybody's value. So I'm looking at a team that has no competition being brought in whatsoever and a player who 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 cares if they bring in competition because I know Julio Jones has at least mm-hmm. two more years left of elite production. So, yeah, I think you can honestly get him for a crazy discount right now, and nobody wants to touch him. Everybody's worried about him dying on their rosters. And at this point, bring him over to mine. I will be the graveyard for him, and I will take that as an honor at this point. Yeah, absolutely. So here's an interesting player. I was looking through the free agent list here, and a good fit I feel like could be for the Falcons, speaking of running backs, of someone they could get relatively cheap, I feel like, Marlon Mack. Yeah. I I mean, he's only 25. He's only but 25. I know the injury. the injury. I know it's yeah. a serious injury, but he's young. He showed out well for Indy when he was healthy. I think 
he could get a shot somewhere. And, and I don't think Atlanta would be a bad spot, especially because they could probably get him relatively cheap knowing that he's coming off that injury and they don't have the cap space. That's a very good point. And they can stick with, I know nobody's going to be talking about Brian Hill as a winner out of free agency, no matter what the situation is. He did. I mean, the guy looked very capable last year. So let's just say he at least gets the 2A or the, uh, that wouldn't be a thing. The 1B there you in that go. offense. <laughs> and they bring in somebody like Max, supposing that he's healthy, and they don't want to overwork a guy like mm-hmm. that to the point about the injury. I like that. Yeah. I, I like that. Would you send out offers for him right now just to try and get – you can probably get him for almost nothing for yeah. Marlon Mack. I might. I might just go do that right after we're done here. Do it. Do it before you post the episode. Absolutely. Can't give up my hot tips here before – before I make the trades, uh, I'm sure no one in my leagues listens to this anyway, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> wow, way to think positive, Dustin. I know. God. I know. Our reach is far and wide. I'm sure everybody from your leagues listens. To this. Absolutely, absolutely. They just don't tell me because they don't want to, you know, clue me in that hey, I'm on to you, buddy. I know what you're about. They don't want to give away their edge. Yeah, exactly. You know? That's all it is. I love it. So we're closing in on an hour here. Yeah. How do you feel about the episode? I feel good. It's, feel all, good? it's always a weird episode, you know, talking about contracts and stuff. I don't think it's anybody's favorite thing to do, but I think it's very important and very mm-hmm. useful information. So mm-hmm. hopefully this was a good learning experience. Yeah. I know I learned a lot, so that's good. Me too. Honestly. And isn't that what it's really all about when all is said and done? It Our is. Our selfishness of learning. That's right. It is. So as I teased at the beginning of the episode, we, we have an announcement to make. We are going to be implementing here of the inaugural DTFF Listener League, Dynasty League, uh, rules and formats still to be hammered out most likely it will be a super flex tight end premium league but uh we we will be uh shooting out information on the twitter sphere about that when we're going to be um taking signups for that so keep your earballs open and your eyeballs open as well on twitter and uh we'll make an announcement when we're ready to launch and start taking interested applicants for the league. So uh, that's coming up. I'm really excited about it. I can't wait to uh, to dominate this league. God, you get get out of here with all that noise. I, I got to say, this is, in terms of pre-announcements, this is one. <laughs> this is what this is. It's, like a, it's, a, it's the announcement before the announcement. Yes. That you should be looking out for the other announcement. That's right. It's going to be the real announcement. Well, the announcement is we're doing a listener league. Yeah. (laughs) It's just. All right. That's fair. The announcement is we're doing it. We're just not launching it quite yet. So there's a difference. I'm excited for this too. And I know that we've talked about what the submission process is going to be here on the back end Mm -hmm. uh, and and what we want the listeners to do. I, I want that. I think that that in and of itself is going to be pretty entertaining. And interesting, seeing mm-hmm. what kind of submissions we get. So I, I'm I'm pretty excited. I got to admit. Yeah. So definitely keep your eyes about 
eyes open about that. Uh, we've got a long off season here, so we've got plenty of time to get this going and get the draft going. So, uh, but just wanted to get that out there now, so you guys can start thinking about what you want to do for a submission for us, so that that we can choose you to be part of this league. No feet picks, please. That's where I draw the line for submissions already, <laughs> preemptively. I just want to get that out. All right. Fair enough, Jake. Uh, before we head out here, why don't you tell folks where they can find you out there? You can find me on Twitter, at Jake Trowbridge, which is my name. All right. And you can find the podcast at Drinking Fantasy on Twitter. Our DMs are always open for you guys, so guys and gals. So if you have any fantasy football-related questions or even other questions, we might be able to answer those for you too. Uh, just slide into our DMs and uh, ask away because we're here for you all off season long. And you can find me at FF Dusty Dog. And until next week, folks, keep drinking and talking fantasy football. Cheers to FFers. <laughs>